Hello, it's Mitch Gallo, and the Hot Topic Podcast is brought to you by Aviva Greek Tavern, which has moved. They're now at 4868 Sources, Corner, and Cell Living, across from the old Adonis. They have great lunch specials starting at $9.95 every day, a variety of fresh fish daily, and you can order your fish of choice in advance. And get this, you can also find them on both Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes. Hello, I'm Sean Campbell, and the Hot Topic podcast, Hotopo, is also brought to you by Club CDL. CDL is the place for tennis, squash, and fitness, located at 8305 Chemin Cote de Liesse in the West Island. They have nine clay indoor courts and four indoor hard courts. They also have four squash courts and a full gym with a ton of free classes. Check them out at clubcdl.com or on Facebook at Club CDL. You are my best friend forever. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Gallo and Sean are the best guys with that show I love. It's called what? The show you love that you don't know the name of? No, because uh, I'm in a mental hospital. I can't get out. <laughs> Hold on, I got it for you. It's more of a, uh, a hot topic. <laughs> hot topic, yeah, yeah, hot topic, hot topic. Yeah. Seamster Campbell. You are my best friend forever. No, no. Campbell and Gallo, two guys who spent way too much time together. They're, they're pretty tight, those guys. Similar interests. They hit that show, Hot Topic. That's what best friends do. No! 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 Oh, yeah. That's right. The Hot Topic Podcast, and probably the only time I'm going to say those three words together all show long, Mitch. Yeah, I think uh, once again you're going to try to uh, piss me off as these uh, next uh, 30 to 40 to 50 minutes, however long it is. We never time it. I don't even know how long these are. I just want, you know what? The never-ending podcast. It just needs to feel right. That's all. It's just whatever length it is, it just needs to feel right. I feel, though... Like, you uh, kind of ripped me off uh, when we were talking about our amazing sponsors with the hello. Yes, I did. Hello! And I kind of ripped off uh, Jack Armstrong, so <laughs> yes. it's okay. Uh, I felt like Jack Armstrong when I did it. Yeah. You do yours? Hello! No, that wasn't the same that you did before. Oh, no, I was doing Jack Armstrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, how did I do it before? Hello! Hello! <laughs> hello! It's the Hotopo! Yes, sir. I just did it. All right, so uh, why don't we keep flowing? This is episode for Mitch Gallo, and we got to jump right into it because so many things are happening across the National Hockey League and the Montreal Canadiens. Well, that bell means we have to start. Yes. You can start wherever you'd like to start. Well, I want to start with the rapid fire brought to you by Angry Monkey on Verdun. Classes for adults and kids, whatever you want to do, they will teach you. 
Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, at Angry Monkey, it's good for beginners, and it's good for the intermediates, it's good for the experts, whether you're trying to lose some weight or actually want to really figure out how to do jiu-jitsu or boxing or any of the other fighting styles, check out Angry Monkey. Oh, yeah, that means it's uh, time to get started, Sean, and of course, we love talking so much about the Montreal Canadiens. Yep, yep, and yep. And the biggest story around the Montreal Canadiens is the fact that the penalty kill can't kill a penalty at the recording of this podcast, the Montreal Canadiens penalty kill is at 65%. That's really bad. You suck! <laughs> you suck! Doing your best Stewie right now. Yeah, no, they, they, they suck you on the suck! penalty kill. And what sucks for the Canadians going into the season, it was not even brought up. Oh, no, the penalty kill will be fine because they got Claude Julien. They got Luke Richardson as their coaching staff that's going to run the PK. Even Kirk Muller, who's the power play guy, but Kirk Muller knew how to uh, deal with the penalty kill. No problem. You look at the players on the roster, Shea Weber, Carey Price, Ben Sherrod. Uh, these guys on uh, the back end, they're built for the penalty kill. Philip Deneau's built for the penalty kill. Paul Byron, built for the penalty kill. Yoel Armia, built for the penalty kill. And it's one of the worst penalty kills in the National Hockey League. A team gets a power play. It's called an automatic goal. It can't be that way. Can't be that way. 65% Sean is really, really bad. And right now, and at some point I guess we get to stop saying it's early or it's only X amount of games. But at this point, the Canadians' penalty kill is a bigger concern than the power play was last year. And we all know how bad that power play was and what a talking point it was. So if they don't figure things out quickly, it's all anybody's going to be talking about. And my biggest beef with the penalty kill is they already have such an advantage. They have Carey Price. He can bail out a lot of mistakes on the penalty kill, and they're at the percent percentage that I mentioned before, even with that guy between the pipes. And power plays are getting better, though, across the National Hockey League, and it's not just the Canadians running into hot power plays. They're running, uh, the power plays are running into a cold penalty kill, and I do think a good penalty kill, all you need, I don't care about what their names are, you don't need the high-end talent. You need hard workers and smart players, and I think the Canadians have that. So I, I, I'm going to lean on the side that it will get better naturally, but, whoa, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I'll also add you need uh, players that can win face-offs on a regular basis, and you need uh, players that are fearless because you do want those uh, shots getting blocked, and sometimes it's not a whole lot of fun. All right, you mentioned Carey Price. Not the greatest start to the season for Carey Price. Or was it okay? No, I don't think he's had a great start to the season. He's been average. And the Canadians are not paying him to be an average goaltender. They're paying him to be an elite goaltender. Ten and a half million dollars. Well, Sean, you know, I don't look at it with every save and every game he doesn't steal. I just want him to be among the best goaltenders in the National Hockey League. And in the early parts of the season, he just hasn't been. It's, it's, it's a fact. And that's why uh, when we were talking about the win over the Minnesota Wild uh, a week ago, and he picked up the shutout. I thought that was important for him to, to, to play well in a game that they won. Because the other games that they had won, uh, the other team had gotten a couple pucks by him, and he won a little bit more out of his performance. When it comes to Carey Price, I think the numbers will even out at the end of the year. And he just needs to go on a string of games where he's red hot. Scoring's up around the NHL. Goaltenders' numbers around the NHL are down. Uh, teams have not been playing well defensively, and the Canadians are no different. But 
he has a certain standard, and he hasn't lived up to it so far. Well, look, here, here's the thing with Carey Price. You can worry about him. You can fret about him. You can say that it's not the standard that you want. There's nothing you can do about it. Carey Price just has to be better. There's no solving this problem. It's not Keith Kincaid plays more. It's not trading Carey Price. It's not, uh, you know, sending him to the minors. It's not, uh, you know, there's no. The solution is just Carey Price being better. You know, you and I can talk about it, the coaching staff, the fans, the, whoever wants to talk about Carey Price. There is no solution to this. There's none. He signed, sealed, delivered. There's no trading. There's no moving. He's there. He needs to be better. That's all. It is. I, I, also, I mean, I, I, also I hate to, like, break it down that way, right? But well, it, it it truly is. I also dislike when people are like, oh, like, I'm going to say something about Shea Weber. Uh, sorry, uh, about Carey Price, and nobody wants to say it. Everyone's afraid to say it. We're talking about it right now. We have no issue with it. What I have an issue with is when the Canadians lose a game and right away the default is to blame the goaltender because I find that to be lazy. I find that to be lazy to straight up just blame the goaltender. Like, you look at the game against the San Jose Sharks that the Canadians played. Carey Price wasn't great. But they didn't lose because of him. And if you think they lost because of him, you're just being lazy and you didn't really watch the game. Uh, Shea Weber wasn't great. Jeff Petrie wasn't great. Uh, Kulak and Flurry were really bad. Sharat uh, had a really tough game. I mean, the whole team just fell apart in the second period. The penalty kill was awful. Um, I mean, that, there was... Now, they lost to Minnesota. Keith Kincaid was in goal. They beat St. Louis. Price was pretty good. And they beat Minnesota. Price was in goal. So Price has actually won two of his last three when we're actually recording this podcast. So the start hasn't been amazing but uh, and, and they need to get more out yeah. of them, that's for sure. I'm just saying there's nothing yet anybody could do about it. Like, I mean, nothing. No. There's nothing. Wait it out. Wait it out. All right, Sean. Uh, you know, a lot of emphasis this year on the young players coming in, yeah. specifically uh, Suzuki and Kale Fleury making the team out of camp. Uh, so far, as you would expect, up and down. It's a roller coaster ride with the kids who are learning their way. Yeah, and I think it's been uh, a better roller coaster for Nick Suzuki, a worse one for Kale Fleury. One, Kale Fleury has been a healthy scratch, missing some time. And coming back into the lineup, I think that he has struggled a little bit. I don't think he's been great. I love the physicality. I love when he starts skating the puck up, too, and he makes that breakout pass. But then I also hate when he can't make a tape-to-tape -tape pass. And I also hate when he tries to make a move and then he gets poke-checked because he doesn't realize this is the National Hockey League. Those are things that he's going to have to get out of his game. But the physicality and playing his game, I think that that's something that is going to be needed. And I think he'll be able to fit within this organization. But there may be some in and out of the lineup for him with the depth that the Canadians have at the blue line and the eight defensemen that they're carrying. Nick Suzuki, I think, is more of an upswing, a roller coaster with a little bit more ups than downs. But I don't think it's the fastest roller coaster. I think this is a roller coaster that goes at a certain speed, and he's trying to, uh, you know, get into the big the big boys park. You know, it's kind of a speed with the kids, the intermediate. You know, I, I took my kid to Larone this summer, and we were not in the baby park, but we didn't do the high end roller coaster. We kind of did the middle roller coasters, and how fast they go. They think it's fast. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Yeah, hey, that was so much fun." And I'm like, "Come on, guys, let's go do the monster. Let's go do the Goliath. Let's go do the Ednor. Come on, let's do do the vampire." I don't think he's at that speed yet. I think that the game's a little fast for him. Shows you uh, how long it's been since I've been to Larone. Is uh, I didn't recognize any of those roller coasters except the Monster. Hey, Montrealers got those. Yeah, maybe. Monsters are great. One of my favorite roller coasters. Well, it's classic. What's your favorite roller coaster? Uh, in the world? Yeah, anywhere. Space Mountain. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. yeah. I went on it when I was nine. Yes. I also like how uh, Ric Flair calls his uh, penis uh, Space Mountain. I find that to be funny. That's what he does. Well, it's a wrestling, uh, wrestling, wrestling reference for you, Sean. I thought uh, you'd appreciate that. So.
uh, when it comes to the two players, uh, with KO Flurry, uh, it's expected, I think, the progression we're seeing. It takes longer for guys on the blue line to yeah. learn their way. You're right about the depth on the fence. Uh, the other two guys are going to get in there on occasion. With Nick Suzuki, call it a roller coaster. I haven't... I haven't seen anything on the negative side in a while from him. Yeah, there was no. Some I told you it was totally upswing. This, this. I think it's I think it's in positive on the right, but I think it hasn't been perfect. Yeah. It hasn't no, no. Been but like lately, he scored the two goals last week. Mm -hmm. uh, he's moving around the lineup a little bit. I'd like to see him now again playing on the second line mm -hmm. because he's been on that fourth line with uh, Nate Thompson and Nick Cousins, but. Pretty impressed with uh, the way he's making his way through his first NHL season. Yeah, get a little more offense, and I think it'll be uh, nice. Uh, some injuries across the National Hockey League, uh, Mitch, that I want to get to, and uh, a big one for Colorado. It's a uh, week-to-week for Miko Ranton, and I don't know if you saw the image. His skate just got caught in the rut. Oh, man, that just did not look good. Yeah, well, I think they avoided disaster there because the image of uh, the way his knee and leg seemed to move uh, that that could have been a disaster. Uh, I think they, they. I saw legs like that when I played uh, football. At uh, uh, those players don't come for back. The, do they? Uh, shout out to the Saint Laurent Spartans. Nice. And uh, I saw some ankles uh, turn the wrong way, and it uh, did not turn well. Their seasons were over. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't look like Miko Ranton's season is over, but that's the kind of injury that might nag him. Maybe. Uh, and he's such a fantastic player. You hope that's not the case for Colorado as a whole. I think there's a lot of teams that wouldn't be able to deal with an injury like that, but I really like the amount of depth that that team has uh, built up. Like, if you look at their lineup top to bottom, this is a really, really good team. I hated their lineup in June. <laughs> no, remember I went, I was like, they got nobody. And, and then, then they went out and they, they picked up these Don pieces. Skoy, and they had uh, uh, Burkowski. Burkowski from Washington. And I love Kadri, like, coming in. Like, oh, uh, yeah, like, I... And I told you after, I said, I like this. And I know they have young defensemen, and you and I are both on the uh, thumbs up for Philip Grubauer. Yeah. Uh, we both like him in a, in a starter's role. Uh, Sean, uh, the Leafs, though. Yes. Uh, they had the injury to John Tavares. They haven't been playing, uh, they haven't been playing that well. No, they have not. And I am, uh, you know me, I've kind of been on this bandwagon with the Leafs. A couple injuries might show where their weak is in their depth they're top heavy I love their star players you know that I'm probably the biggest Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley fan out there I love watching them play hockey Austin Matthews you watch him play the first five games of every season you think he's going to score 82 goals never really happens and maybe it's the coach's fault maybe it's not but uh, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are showing that they're not as good as they were last year I thought last year's team had a better makeup than this year's team for the Leafs. And I think we're seeing that in the early going. We'll see if Babcock can turn that around. We'll see if some of these depth players can play a bigger role. But, I mean, last year they had Janssen and Kapanen in fourth and third line roles. These guys are top six guys now. Not that they weren't top six then, but when they're that deep on your lineup, it just shows your depth. So I'm... Uh, I'm interested in, the, in what's going to happen in the Leafs moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I think their team is better than it was a year ago. I am uh, i don't know if uh, come playoff time you could win playing the style that they play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we're going to have to wait and see. But uh, such a small sample size of games. They're just win one, lose one, overtime. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's early. It's, I, I, can't, I can't take too much from the way their team is built. But uh, I, think, I think their team has improved. All right, a couple questions for you. Yeah. Your favorite ride as a kid was what? The Monster. 
But Space Mountain is uh, worldwide. Okay, so, no, so your favorite Space was Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah. And what was uh, Ric Flair's uh, penis called? Space Mountain. Just doing some math. <laughs> Space Mountain. It could only happen at Disneyland. Experience it now. What is a hockey player's least favorite dessert? What? A turnover. Time for some editor headlines, Mitch Gallagher. You might might have been able to do one with that. I know. Editor headlines brought to you by Play It Again Sports Kirkland 2973 St. Charles. Corner Hymas. Editor headlines. Way too loud. Ah, the magic of editing. I guess so. Still going to be overmodulated, but whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, Mitch, uh, you ready for some editor headlines? If Jimmy G likes it, he gives us a... And if he doesn't... All right, let's go. All right, my uh, my first headline has to do with uh, the fact that the Canadians lost last week to the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. And I thought somebody that was pretty good in that game was Zach Parise. So my headline reads, Forgot about Parise. You forgot about him. You forgot about Dre. I mean Parise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, same thing. Uh, the Canadians fall to the Minnesota Wild, and it was a game that everybody was saying is a bit of a, a trap game for the Canadians after their big win against the uh, St. Louis Blues. And uh, I'm just going to go be very simple, simple, and I know that Jimmy likes simple. The Canadians got lost in the wild. Thank you, gentlemen. Eddie. (laughs) All right, Sean. I have another headline. Yeah. Has to do with the fact that the uh, Canadians twice this year have beat the St. Louis Blues. Oh, yeah. And their newest acquisition is Justin Falk. Mm -hmm. So my headline reads, hey, Falk you. Hey. Free coffee. Jimmy either goes one or three. <laughs> like, there's no two yeah. and there's no five. But in Mario, I think it's only one and three in the uh, game. Really? Yeah. It's only yeah. one or three? I believe so. I mean, maybe he's just big Mario player. Ah, uh, Sean, go fuck yourself. All right. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Montreal Canadiens also <laughs> lost to the uh, San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Sharks, by the way, always have a good time against the Montreal Canadiens. Being in Montreal, in San Jose, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's kind of like the... Uh, Canadians are snake bitten again. Oh, sorry, they're shark bitten. <laughs> oh, we gave it to you. <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised, uh, Sean. But I played it that way. That's that's pretty good. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes have been playing great hockey in the early goings this season, and one of their acquisitions that has had a big impact. Have you seen like Eric Holla? Yes. He has been scoring almost every game. At least it seems that way. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> that's, More wrestling that, reference. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what I'm going for. Oh. But you're close. You're on the right <laughs> okay. Again, Sean, I'm going to need that uh, music interlude. But my headline reads, I ain't no holla back girl. I love that song. <laughs> Good song. Yeah, I really like that song. I really do. I remember when I was putting my uh, when I when I went to uh, radio school at the uh, Montreal Radio TV School with Robert Viro. There was like this whole DJ music interlude. You had to have the uh, the uh, forty seconds intro. You had to like kill the forty seconds until it hit 
hit the uh, the lyrics in the beginning, and it was always that song. I had to put like my uh, DJ voice on. DJ Campbell. Yeah. Hey, when are we gonna drop a new track? I've been uh, I've been looking to do something. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I uh, like I like drops on. Uh, let Let Anakin know you you guys do all the rapping. I'll do all the drops. <laughs> I don't know how much rapping I can do. Holla holla holla. <laughs> All right, Thomas Tatar almost missed a game this past week for the Canadians because he took a puck off the foot in practice. It was like shooting tuna in a barrel. <laughs> what does that even mean? And all ba 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 and we got nowhere. Shooting fish in a barrel. He's that okay? Okay. Got it. Yeah. Again with He's your, a fish. This is like your tuna in a can versus tuna in a box. Jimmy loves yeah, it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Uh, yeah. My fourth headline. He's Pat- not gonna like my my Patrick, last. Patrick uh, Patrick Line is uh, off to a fantastic start this year. Yeah, twelve points uh, so far. He's over a point per game. So my headline reads: Life in the fast lane. I, that, that was yeah. so good on the lane A. Like, do that again. <laughs> Life in the fast lane See, I don't think he, he was so subtle the first time. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Jimmy heard it the I first time. I think so. I, I it was very <laughs> subtle. It was like, lane lane <laughs> Uh, more music interludes, though. Yes, uh, That's I got what t- we need. I got two more left, and it's the same topic. Uh, Yoel Armia missed uh, the pair of games over the weekend after facing the uh, Minnesota Wild. Apparently, according to TSN 690's own Tony Marinero, hey now. Uh, Yoel Armia took a bench rot shot in the, you know, in the penis. Yeah. Okay? That's where he got it. Yeah. Well, was it in the penis or was it in the, was it in the nuts? I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. But nonetheless... Uh, my headline reads, Armia misses testy road trip. <laughs> I can't believe he gave it to you. Usually Jimmy hates those type of ones. That's Maybe that's the, it's the Hot Topic podcast. He's okay with it being uncensored. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just got one more, right? Yeah, only one more. Have you seen uh, the fact that James Van Riemsdyk hasn't picked up a point? Yeah, JVR, what's up, dude? No points. The goose eggs for JVR. So my headline reads, Greta Van Riemsdyk. Greta Van Riemsdyk. (laughs) (laughs) I just there's no way you had to give it to him. I just wanted to use another music interlude. That's all. all. And my uh, final one back to the uh, Yoel Armia injury and missing a couple games for the Canadians. Ah, nuts! Armia is hurt. Five for five, my friend. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Good for Killing you. It. Uh, so I uh, might as well just throw it right into the pop quiz. What kind of hats do hockey players hate to wear? What? Salary caps. Pop quiz! Pop quiz! By the way, Sean. Yes? Uh, just uh. Make sure we didn't forget to mention that the uh, Editor Headlines is brought to you by Played Against Sports on St. Charles and Kirkland. Check them out, 2973 at St. Charles and Kirkland. And uh, 
You see me, I'm all decked out in Bauer gear. It's all yes. hooked up from Plit again. So make sure you go there, say hi to Keith and Gerard. Say Mitch sent you, say Campbell sent you. It doesn't really matter. And uh, they're going to hook you up with some great deals at Plate again. If your son just happens to be a goalie in the game of hockey, uh, go see them. Nice. Uh, I mean, it's uh, equipment's expensive, but it's Plate again. You can get really well, I mean, cheap used equipment. And I think that's what people are looking for. You know, with kids growing too, right? The way that they grow, it's the perfect spot for families to get their hockey equipment because you are not spending an arm and leg on uh, you know your equipment because they just may only wear it for half a year. And skates, the wall of skates. You know, if you have high elite athletes that you want the high end elite stuff, they have that. It's not just used. But if you're just going through and you're just your kids are seven, eight years old, and you're like my kids that halfway through the season their their toes are cramped up. It's exchange, you go, it's great. Uh, great stuff at Play It Again, Kirkland. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm looking up at the uh, television monitor here, and uh, right after I, s- I spoke, uh, Van Riemsdyk scored. <laughs> <laughs> Gre- Greta Van Riemsdyk scored. So. Oh, well. Uh, Come uh, think of a new one. Okay, I'll try for later. Okay, uh, I'm going to go first with the question to you for okay, the pop quiz. Go ahead. Because it's to get back at you for what you did to me last week. What did I do to you last week? You asked week? a question where I wasn't very good at it. Okay. So hear me out. And the pop quiz is brought to you by 11waves, 11waves.com. Let their team make waves for you. So my question to you, Sean. Yes. Most shorthanded goals yes. since 2014. There was one player. Okay. Who is tied in? Uh, who who is in first place? Sole position of fir- first. Sole possession of first place. And then there are five players tied at eleven. At eleven since twenty fourteen. Yes. So I want all six. Okay. So five players with eleven shorthanded goals since twenty fourteen. That's right. Okay. So Grabner's number one. Grabner is not number one. He's not even on the list. Really? That's right. All right. Marchand. Marchand is the one with 13. He okay. is in sole possession of first place. He actually did this knew, week, which is why I asked the question. Okay, I knew he was uh, up there, and he has a lot of shorthanded goals. He just didn't have a, a uh, season with seven yet. Might, might be this year. So now I'm looking for five other players in the National Hockey League that has had 11. 11 shorthanded goals since 2014. All right. Uh, give me uh, the two guys, uh, Nielsen and Stahl, from the question last week. Incorrect. Okay, but they were more uh, active guys that had seven. And those points, right? Yeah. So shorthanded goals. What about, like, uh, Athanasiu? Athanasiu is uh, not right. I like where you're going with the speed. Yeah. Paul Byron doesn't have enough shorthanded goals. He won't be in that group. Um I'm wondering if McDavid gets enough shorthanded time. He doesn't get enough shorthanded time as I'm going with the the speed quotient. Uh, but for shorthanded goals in the Nash Ho- National Hockey League. What about um, like uh, Zabinajad? Zabinajad is not uh, on the list either. No. Uh, Pajot? Uh, Pajot. Is, is there with yeah. eleven? I was I was wondering if you're going to bring up anybody yeah, else no, from your so, list. Yeah, so that was someone else from my from my list on shorthanded goals in the National Hockey League. Um, I'm trying to think. You want a clue? You want some clues here? What about like a a Palata or a Johnson? Nope. No. No. I like how you're going with offensive team. Yeah. Fast fast guys and Johnson. Yeah. I'm trying to think on the on the penalty kill. Yeah, I'll take a couple of clues. All right. Uh, what about Couturier? No. No. One okay. of them one of them I guessed last week for your question. Okay. Um one play- Shorthanded players they have 11 shorthanded goals since 2014. That's right. In the National Hockey League. 11 shorthanded goals. Yes. 
That's a big number. Over so 14, 15, 16, 17. That was five years, 11 shorthanded goals. What about like Anze Kopitar? Ah, I like that one too, but no. No, not Anze Kopitar. Uh, Couture? Here, one of my one of my hints to you will be like none of them are stars. Okay. So like get the stars out of your mind. Couture, okay. star. Kopitar, star. Uh, Melker Carlson. <laughs> uh, no. No. So uh, one of them I guessed last week. Okay. Uh, maybe that makes it hard for you. I don't no, know. No, I... Uh, one of I, them uh, is plays on a Canadian team. Okay. Uh, one's out in the desert, and one plays for John Tortorella. And one's in the desert, and one plays for Tortorella. Uh, and one's out in a Canadian team? Yes. I have to check where he is now, just to okay. make sure. But he mostly known for playing on a Canadian team. I think he's still where I think he is. Okay. Desert. Uh, Derek Stepan. Derek Stepan. Yeah, that's the guy in the desert. Okay. I'm impressed with that one. I uh, guess the guy on the Canadian team is still there. He's been there for a while. Yeah, he's been on the Canadian team a while. Yeah. Uh, Ford is some like random eh. forward on the Vancouver Canucks. Not the Canucks. No. No. Uh, and yeah, one place for Tortorella oh, and one I guess last week. Then it's like something like Brian Little uh, with the uh, Winnipeg not the Jets. Jets. <laughs> with the Winnipeg Jets. Not the Jets. And clearly it's not the Leafs because you know the it's Leafs not roster. Not the Leafs. <laughs> so it would be on a Canadian team. So it's either one of the Alberta teams. Uh, it is one of the Alberta teams. Okay. And he's still on that team? Yes. Uh, Oilers have had a lot of turnover, so it's probably the Calgary Flames. Correct. Uh, trying to figure out a forward on the Calgary Flames that it has some shorthanded goals. Uh, Sean Monahan? No, no. I I classify him as yeah, a star. Yeah, I know he's a star. I don't know. What who, who am I missing? You are missing from Calgary, Michael Frolik. Okay. Um, the player know. I guessed last week that you did not get, Andrew Cogliano. Okay. And the one that plays for John Tortorella, Cam Atkinson. See, I was gonna say Atkinson, but you said star players. I'm like, this guy got thir- 35 play- goals. Yeah. So okay. I pulled up. I pulled back when you said star player. That, that, I was thought when you said Tortorella, I thought Atkinson okay, right away. That, that's fair. It, I'm just saying but that's you, how my you, brain works. But you understand why I wouldn't classify him as a star? Yeah, I got it. Okay. All right. Uh, I saw this the other day, and I uh, want to jump on board of it uh, because there's a lot of uh, father-son combos in the National Hockey League. For your pop quiz question, I would like to know there are four father-son combos that each the father and the son have 600 plus points. Oh, in NHL history. In NHL history, there are four father-son combinations that both the father and son have 600 plus points. Can you name the four? Yeah. Uh, there's only four? Only four. Okay, that's... Uh, so, I know the... There the are some combinations that just the father or just the son have 600, but not both. There's a combination of four. Oh, wait, they both have 600. Not yes. They don't combine for 600. No, okay. they both have 600. Okay, so that actually takes one of them off that I was going to... I was going to say Mark and Gordy Howe, but... Uh, no. That they would, do. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, Mark and Gordy Howe are on there. Yes. Okay, so I guess Mark, Mark Howe played Mark for a long, just played a long time. Okay, so that's one. Uh, yeah. The obvious one is uh, Bobby and Brett. Yes, very good. Um, 600 points, huh? Yeah. Again, that's a that's a big number. It is a big number. Um, I, I keep the two sons are currently playing. Two sons are currently playing? Yes. The two sons are currently playing. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Alex and Thomas Steen. Very good. Uh, Alex Steen uh, did it uh, last year. He got to 600 points. Wow, he's got 600 yeah. points. That's and one really more. Impressive. Another one still playing. Yeah. Father son combination with 600 plus points each. Yeah, I have to be a around a long time to get 600 points. You do. Pretty good player, too. Because I'm thinking, you know, Max Domi, no. Yeah. Kapanen, no. Nylander, no. Well, Max Domi's his dad didn't get 600 points. That's true. <laughs> a couple, few, see that, few But that's it. Michael Nylander had 670 points, uh, and, like, uh, Keith Kachuk had over 1,000, right? Chuck. But, but these are guys that might uh, down the down the line. Kachuk, yeah. Right? Uh, you're going to have to narrow it down a little bit for me. Um... I'm trying to go through all the teams in my head. Yeah, I like I I'm trying to figure out. Uh, he's not with the team that he accumulated most of the points with right now. Yeah. He was. Oh, is it uh, Parise? Uh, no, because JP Parise had 594 points. <laughs> Zach has over 600. Yeah. But his Whereas dad with 594. The, with, with, the, with the clue, yeah. like uh, Parise got a lot of points in Jersey before he yeah. went to Minnesota, right? Yeah. So uh, Not the case. No, I don't know. Stasny's. Oh. Paul and Peter Stasny's. That is your uh, final answer. Not bad. Not bad. You did better than I did today on the uh, pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you mentioned it. Sometimes the brain works, sometimes it doesn't. Maybe it's just a concussion I have. Maybe. Yeah. You're right, by the way. Uh, my neck is still really sore, and my knee's screwed up. Oh. But it's not as bad as Jimmy's hip. Better than... Uh, better and I'm not lying. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> you were there. It was a collision. Uh, better your uh, your neck being sore than your head, though. How does, the ho how does a hockey player watch a movie at home? How? She presses a power play. Ready for some uh, random sports thoughts here on the Hotel Po, the Hot, Top po <laughs> Hot Topic podcast. I said it again. Sean Campbell, Mitch Maybe, uh, go ahead, Jimmy. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe the concussion is actually going to help with this stuff. Yeah, one of my random sports thoughts was uh, I think I'm still concussed. <laughs> That's not it, but uh, it might work because some of them aren't that great. All right. Who's I going? go first. You go first. Uh, uh, did you see the uh, fan cam? And they were doing in Anaheim, and it was Timu Solani lookalikes. I did see this. Yes. Okay. So yes. they so they were like Timu Solani lookalikes, and they put this. There's a couple fans that kind of had beards and kind of looked like Timu. Like ah, ah, and then they flash on Timu. Well, uh, Timu Solani looks like he's been living in the woods for the last five years. He may have been. I mean, he's put on like he looked like the skinny neck, but he's got like the fat face and the beard unkempt. I mean, not that he wasn't looking great or anything. His life is brand and what he's doing but did you notice he looked like he's been living off of the land it's it's very possible he has uh he has a book out he has a book out team Solani. so now he's making uh, he's making the rounds he's maybe the tour he was uh hiding in the forest while writing the book i don't yeah, know I don't know. I, I don't know he just he looked unkempt i thought it's not a way to look it just looked like he kind of gave up on life a little bit <laughs> Uh, Jimmy G, a little uh, less on the uh, music, s'il vous plaît. That's better. Uh, Sean, yes. my uh, random sports thought number one. Logan Brown of the Senators. Yes. Is their version of Mike McCarron. It looks like it's turning out that way. Big centerman, drafted in the first round. So much promise. Can't find his stride in the National Hockey League. 
I just see them as the same same guy. Same. It's same. Ottawa's version. Yeah. He'll get more opportunity in Ottawa, though. He'll have plenty of opportunity in Ottawa, and that might help him. Maybe. Because, uh, you know, he'll be able to play in uh, elevated roles with Can the Ottawa Just centers. one of them be Dan, uh, Brian Boyle already? Yeah. Brian Boyle, he's back. He's, he's back, back, baby. With the Florida Panthers, and I think he's the perfect fit for the Florida Panthers. Yeah. All right. Uh, can I go uh, World Series on you? Sure. All right. Uh, World Series the other day, uh, Justin Verlander uh, lost for the Astros in game two. He had that embarrassing play trying to throw it to first base. He threw it in his own shin. At least he thought it was funny. Yeah, no, it was fine. It was like he, the ball, like even if it didn't hit his shin, the ball was never making it first in time. I mean, that was going to be an infield hit, like whatever. I mean, it just it gets gift. It's all over the internet. You Darvish made fun of him. Then he laughed and he's like, yeah, you're right. It was funny. Uh, I'm just saying <laughs> as bad as that day was for Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander never has a bad day. He goes home to Kate Upton. Good for him. I don't think he's ever had a bad day. It's probably why he's like that was a probably like a bad day probably, at the probably office. Probably why he was smiling after he did it. <laughs> like, eh. He's like, hey, you guys laugh at me. I'm laughing all the way home. <laughs> yes. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, probably does everything quick. Uh, Sean, my uh, second random uh, sports thought. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but this week... Uh, Capo Caco said that he wasn't playing good hockey. I know. I thought of episode so, two. So my headline, my, my headline of Capo is playing like crapo. It actually, he said it. It came so true. Basically, this week, yes. Capo said he was playing like crapo. Yeah. So maybe the and we will get into name that podcast at the end of uh, the Hotopo here. Maybe the title of each podcast becomes true. Maybe. Uh, so Jimmy's hips. Uh, Going to start lying. They lie. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with this. I don't know, man. Maybe this podcast is going to be called uh, Capo is Crapo Part 2. I don't know. We'll find out at the end of the show. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more uh, for me. Random sports thought. I was tweeting about this because I was listening to you talk on the radio machine, Mitch Gallo, and you were talking about um, best sports sounds. Yeah. Yeah, it was, spaff. it was very. I, I I knew exactly. You were talking about uh, a pitcher throwing and then hitting. They were they the were glove. making fun of me. No, no, I knew the the sound made so much sense. See, the, thank the, you. The best sound though in sports, I think, is the wood crack of the bat. There's yeah. just something about that. I love it. I, yeah. I started tweeting about sounds in sports in hockey. Bar down. I love that sound when it goes in. If you're a goalie, when it goes out. Of course. Uh, the rattling of the boards, uh, like this past week, yes, Barry Kokniemi, uh hitting Melker Carlson. There was just this rattling and this ooh of the crowd. Those are sounds that I love. Uh, there's so many. But I'm just saying there's one sound in sport that I find is so underrated and no one ever brings up is the sneakers on the basketball court. I love it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was growing up listening to the radio and having basketball games in the background. And the same thing with the sound of basketball and baseball when I was listening on the radio. Like the sneaker sound, that is something that I absolutely love. I went to my first basketball game probably 10 years ago, and I've been to two in my life. And, I, and the first thing I sat down, I was like, hey, oh, I want to hear the sneakers. <laughs> it's just weird. It's the same thing about the wood crack of the bat. I just Sneakers on a basketball court is a sound that is underrated in sports. Squeak, 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 squeak. Um, That's a random sports thought. It was very random. My third random sports thought, Sean. Yes. I was very sad this week because I realized that it was likely the last time I was going to watch Joe Thornton play live. Oh. 
Now I'm sad. <laughs> you suck! Right? He might play forever, though. He might, but likely that was the last time we'll see him here at the Bell Center. Mm. I mean, oh, maybe it's a Stanley Cup final. Maybe. But likely that was the last time we saw him. Uh, I, I remember, remember when I had that thought about Roberto Luongo? Yeah. I remember that one. Thing is, I had that thought like seven times about Yager, and he kept coming back for more. <laughs> Joe, come back, baby! <laughs> Joe, come back! That is random sports thoughts on the Hotopo. That's second guessing. Bold predictions. This one always comes in hot. Bold predictions. Yeah. As per usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got uh, this week, uh, Mitch Gallo? By the way, Yoel Armia up to five goals. Another week, and he leads the team. One of my bold predictions nailed comes it. true yeah, here on the Hotopo. Yeah. Uh, my bold prediction this week, since we uh, discussed Kerry Price during the rapid fire, yes. I will say from now until our next podcast, yes. only shutouts when Price is in goal. Only shutouts. Okay. I like your bold prediction. I like it a lot. That's good. Shutouts. Sh- shutouts. But will the Canadians score goals, though? Well, I don't know. You didn't ask me to predict that. Okay. You asked for a bold prediction. My bold prediction from now until the next Hotopo is that Ryan Paling will be called up and score a goal. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Ryan Palin will be up with the Canadians, and he would have scored a goal. Because all he does is score goals at the National Hockey League so level. Go, what's going on? Someone getting hurt? I'm not, I don't know. Someone I, going down? I didn't. I, I didn't Someone put getting that. Traded? I'm not. I'm not putting that in. I didn't put that in. I just want to know how he's getting here. I think. Uh, I think after a couple performances this week uh, by the Montreal Canadiens, they they should go after a penalty kill specialist. Be fun for him to go out on the road. Yeah. Those games in the desert, right? I think they. I don't. Know. There's, I got some, you. there's some hockey coming. All right. All right, it's time to name that podcast. Uh, Mitch, what are we calling uh, episode four? Oh, no, I think to really grab people's attention. Yes. To really make them click on the podcast. Yes. The name of this week's podcast should be, Hey, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it uh, for the uh, even put up a fight on that one a special thanks uh, to our uh, sponsors uh, Club CDL it is the place for tennis squash and fitness uh, located at 8305 Chemin Cotelies in the West Island check them out clubcdl.com and on Facebook at Club CDL we can't do it without you and uh, Sean where you have to go eat yes Eviva Greek Tavern food 4868 Sources Corner and Sullivan across the old Adonis. Lunch specials, nine ninety five. Variety of fresh fish. And you could even uh, order your fish in advance. Uber Eats, skip the dishes. Check them out. I will. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. My buddies, Mitch Gallo, Sean Campbell. Stop! Kyle! Your entertainment value. Vince and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. Uh, uh. VBF.